Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Six minutes after 10 p.m. Good evening. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. It is an absolute, absolute honor and pleasure uh, being in your company. And we do this every night between Monday to Thursday from 10 to midnight. And tonight is no different here on Night Talk on SAFM. Uh, coming up on the show this evening, we're going to be speaking about that constitutional court ruling that came out of the constitutional court today, uh, seeking an amendment or at least ordering ordering a remedy to the Children's Act, Section 40, very specifically to the Children's Act. Now, this pertains to parents who have children born through um, an, an artificial insemination or as we colloquially call test tube babies. But very specifically to parents who have babies born through artificial insemination, but who are not married. The Parental Rights Act at the moment excludes one of the parents, uh, specifically the parent who is not the birth giver from being recognized as a parent of the child, uh, as unmarried parents. Right now it is only reserved for people who are married where full parental rights are recognized and bestowed. The Constitutional Court said, well, that's unconstitutional. We're going to fix that. Go fix that, Parliament. Uh, You've got a couple of months to remedy it. And, in fact, they've got two years to remedy that. And as a result, uh, uh, parents who are now, uh, who are unmarried or couples that are not married but conceive a child through artificial insemination will be able to be recognized as full parents and full parental rights will be bestowed upon them. We're going to be speaking to Mpumlelo Zigalala about that judgment in a very, very short while. Um, and then staying somewhat on theme, we're going to be speaking about teenage pregnancy. Of course, you would remember over the weekend last week, those teenage uh, pregnancy stats came out and, and, and it really left a lot of people worried about the state of uh, teenage pregnancies in South Africa. And, and, and I've always advocated that we need to reframe the conversation. It's not a conversation about teenage pregnancy that we should have. That's not to say that we shouldn't have it. But it's a, a conversation about rape, rape culture, and statutory rape primarily that we should have in South Africa. Because the vast majority of children between the ages of 10 and, uh, 10 and 19 who conceive uh, children are at the hands of people older than them, specifically people of majority age, older than 18. And in many instances, it happens to be school teachers impregnating young girls in schools. What is that? Statutory rape. It's rape. But that's not to say that there isn't, on the flip side, a conversation about safe sex practices among our young people, specifically teenagers. And both those conversations need to be had. It's not one or the other, but one is certainly more insidious than the other, and that is the scourge of statutory rape in South Africa. We're going to be having that conversation with the CEO or the executive director of Oxfam South Africa, Lebu Ramafoko. All of that and more coming up on the show this evening. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us a call, 86 Our lines remain open in the first hour if you want to comment on these particular stories. But after 11 o'clock, it is the open line. And I'd love to hear from you on the open line as well. So do give us a call right after 11 and anything goes. And I mean absolutely anything goes. Give us a call 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. And if you want to send us a WhatsApp voice note, that number is 
0614-104-107. Remember, on our WhatsApp voice note line, do turn down the radio before you record that WhatsApp voice note so we can hear you loud and clear. And also make sure that we can actually hear you. Uh, it would be very, very helpful if you spoke very directly into the phone, but obviously not distorting the sound. Uh, and if you want to send us a WhatsApp voice note, I really hope that you'll keep them short around a minute or less. Uh, because if you do have a lot to say and you see that your WhatsApp voice note is perhaps a bit too long, rather call us, right? We'll call you back, we'll queue you up, and we can have an extended conversation and you can express yourself without the limitation uh, that a WhatsApp voice note would present to you. And you can tweet me. It is at Oliver underscore speaking on Twitter and Oliver Dixon on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. It's Night Talk. Let's take a quick break. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. It is 10. Ah, well, it's exactly 11 minutes after 10 p.m. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Mpumlele Zigalala, who is our legal analyst, now joins me for this conversation. Big judgment in the Constitutional Court declaring uh, Section Section 40 of the Children's Act as unconstitutional and invalid. Uh, Found that it discriminates on the basis of marital status and sexual orientation. And this is the act that deals with the rights of a child conceived by way of artificial fertilization or insemination. And only allows for a situation where a man and a woman, married or not, conceive a child by artificial insemination. It does not allow, as it currently stands, for the inclusion uh, of same-sex couples uh, conceiving a child. For who the technology is most useful for, right? 11 minutes after 10 p.m. Mpumdala, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really do appreciate it. Perhaps let's start here. What exactly did the court say and what is the specific act in the section that is being remedied? Good, good evening to you, so good evening to your, to your listeners. Uh, the, the court was dealing with uh, Section 40 of the, of the Children's Act in the manner of which it is written and said, you know, uh, this particular section uh, of, of, of the Act is not written in a manner that offers equal protection to all the individuals that are there especially when it comes to same-sex marriages. So the, the inclusion or the only inclusion of, of, a, of a spouse, uh, mentioning of a father, um, and the implying that it only applies to heterosexual couples, it does not afford the equal protection by the, our, our courts to couples which are, which, which, which are also of the same-sex marriages. So if you're going to have these particular provisions included in this law, it's not going to offer the same protection which is required or which would be seeked at by your other couples which may need equal protection from this particular act. So in order to make sure that it is able to provide the session which is required, then we are now ordering Parliament to go back and to, to the legislature and say to it, can you please go and amend these particular provisions and make sure it is aligned with what the Constitution is saying and everybody is going to be able to be, to be protected yeah. by the, the provisions that are there. So that's basically what the court was saying when dealing with, the, with 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 this particular matter uh, perhaps less a legal question and more about uh, uh, i guess the jurisprudence of society is this question really pertains to why was this an important judgment it it, it is because it, it then says um the the the, 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 the needs to be a new understanding as to what we say by when we say parents not the conventional or 
um, the manner in which we are used to it from, from a heterosexual uh, couple's type of, of manner. It needs to be understood in a manner in which you say even same-sex uh, couples can be regarded or must be regarded as parents. It must be afforded the same type of protection that should be provided and rights that should be provided to heterosexual couples. So it was the, the, the extending of the meaning of what it actually means to say a person is a parent and to, to be able to include all genders and to be able to provide for or provide for all the genders which are applicable. So it is a manner in which you will find that there are going to be a number of other legislation that needs to be changed um, so that they're able to accommodate um, these, this, this type of definition, not to only limit it to heterosexual couples, but to include every single individual that is there so that they're also equally protected by the law. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, this this is one of those laws that the effect of it is not immediate, right? Parliament yes. has to remedy it. Why is it that Parliament has to remedy it? This, of course, speaks to separations of powers, but explain to us legally what that means. It's basically, Parliament is only the one which is responsible for the legislation. So when it comes to the legislation, the people which are actually drafting the law, which is only Parliament that can be able to do that. Now, because it can't be immediate in the law, and and our courts do not have the powers to say we are going to change the law in this manner and call it in a minute in this particular way, uh, we do not, because we do not want to break, break the boundaries and the separation and the principles of separation of powers, then send it back to Parliament. Parliament will then be responsible for making the proposed amendments, uh, sending it to us as members of the public for, uh, to approve and to have public consultation processes, then come back with a final uh, amendment which is going to be in line with what we have stated as, as as the courts to ensure that it is able to provide equal protection which is required by all. Which is, by the way, I think something that Parliament should, a process they should be engaging on on a regular basis, especially under the Department of uh, Justice and Constitutional Development. That's where a number of these type of legislation relies or lies and or fall, falls under. So there should be some sort of mechanism of saying Let's look at whether these actually, the laws are actually talking to each other. Are there any instances in which we don't have progressive laws? Are there any instances in which there are certain definitions which are going to be problematic? Let us not wait for our courts to determine that these particular definitions are not in line with the privilege of our constitution. Let's do it ourselves and not wait up until a person goes to court. Only And only then do you come back and make these amendments. Because the question would be, in instances where the parents don't have the money to take the matter all the way to the constitutional yeah. court, then what type of reprieve are they going to get um, when they, they are simply saying the only thing that we need is equal protection from the law as it would apply to anybody else with, with, within this country. So it, it, on a fairness basis, I think there is some type of responsibility that should be uh, thrown to the side, the side of the minister in terms of saying, just, just look at those legislation with the fine comb and check whether they need to be amended, especially when they've been progressive um, uh, changes such as these ones. Just just go across all the, the pieces of legislation that are there. And when it, it refers to parents, just make sure that it includes even same-sex uh, couples. Yeah. So so when it then gets to Parliament, uh, because the Constitutional Court order says, well, you've got 24 months to remedy does Parliament have to just officially stamp and say, well, remove the very specific act or we'll change the language in so far as the language exclusionary or we have to rewrite the law altogether? What does remedy mean in this instance? 
It's, it's, it's basically to put in place or to insert the type of, 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 of languages which is going to be able to fall for the same protection which is required. So all this will be required here is under the definition section to change what it means to say the word spouse, what it means to say uh, the, the word uh, partner, what it means to say the parents, to also include same-sex couples. The minute you've done that, you'll be able to cure the type of defect which was then afforded by the men in which the legislation is written now. But because you've, we've, we've got now, you have now this chance in which you're going to go to the members of the public and conduct those public consultations. Just deal with whatever other definitions that may be there. Also consult with individuals that deal with the action on a regular basis and ask them, is there anything that would uh, to change to make it easier for, for you to implement the provisions of this legislation? And let's take one complete document with other proposed amendments to the members of the public so that they're able to respond. Right. Um, and say whether the, the, the amendments are, are, are good or not. So does the remedy uh, process have to follow the entire lawmaking process? That is to say, public consultations needs to happen uh, before a final law is written and signed into law by the president? Definitely, it, it, it does. In fact, if it doesn't, it then renders the whole process as, as, as irregular. And the, the non-compliance of not following a much more proper comprehensive consultation process may lead to whatever proposed amendments being deemed as amendments which did not take place. Which is what, by the way, yeah. is what the, the, the court was, was crying about when it came to the Zimbabwean permit matter. Yeah. Because if you don't follow a proper consultative manner, uh, process, then it renders the whole process as irregular. Yeah. But what does that mean currently for parents who are uh, who are facing administrative issues, for instance, due to parental rights not being fully uh, w- granted to them by the law. Um, so let's hypothetically speak. Hypothetically speaking, say, well, there's there's a gay couple. Uh, they have a child conceived by artificial insemination, or a lesbian couple with a child uh, conceived by artificial insemination, um, and one parent uh, who was not the birth giver but still is a parent to this child and of course this is an unmarried couple we're speaking about here as is the case with uh, some of the nuances here um, and one of the parents say hypothetically speaking wants to go on holiday with the child go abroad uh, of mm-hmm. course they would need an unabridged certificate which would need uh, parental rights parental recognition on, on, on either on either end of the parental spectrum um, and now they're unable to do so do they have to wait out the full two years for this law to be remedied? Or can they ask for a special exemption at the moment on the basis of the constitutional court order? It, it will depend on what the, the actual court order actually stated. Now, this is the, the cross-reference which I was talking about earlier. Now, the amendment of the Children's Act now means that any other legislation linked to it, which is going to regard uh, any definition of a parent must then be amended co- uh, 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 co- accordingly. And if you're going to concentrate on the Children's Act alone, that means you're not going to achieve the type of purpose which was then required, not being able to secure or to cure the main problem that you are complaining about now. So you may find those loopholes which may may, may, may linger in. However, if you have a diligent connection at the Department of, of Constitutional Development, then you may find them saying, let's amend all those so that you're able to make sure that this, we speak in one voice and one definition. Now, in th- this, this case, uh, you may see another court action which may then prove in terms of saying, 
we want to make sure that this interpretation is carried over to any legislation which is applicable or used by the Department of Home Affairs. Because what the official is going to be faced with is that they can't read into law or amend legislation which has not been uh, probably promulgated in a manner that you've explained earlier. So if yeah. there's no provision that recognizes such, then I may have good intentions in terms of the, 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 the type of action in which I want to ensure or I want to promote, but because I don't have that legislation that enables me to do such, then my hands are tied. So we may have to go back to court and say to the court, we found another piece of legislation which is not consistent with the provisions of the, of the Constitution. Please order again that it must be amended to make sure that this particular definition are inclusive or non-heterosexual couples. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear your views on that. Give me a call, 86 I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 614 Let's take a quick break. We continue on the other side of this. Ladies, let's be honest. From relationships to career challenges and straight up spilling the tea, no one gets it quite like your girlfriends. Step into the world of Tyler Perry Sisters every Thursday at 9.30pm on SABC2 to see how this squad navigates this thing called life. The Mask Singer is officially here. Join Pop Pops and the panel of detectives, Jay Something, Somizum Tlongo, Stelo Shozi, and Skumba Tlope, as they try and guess which celebrity is hiding behind the mask. 16 of your favorite celebrities will be doing everything in their power to hide their identity. The Mask Singer South Africa premiere Saturdays on S3 at 6.30 p.m. with a rebroadcast on SABC1 at 8 p.m. as well as Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for the absolute honor and pleasure of your company this evening. We're discussing that constitutional court judgment that came out today, rendering or at least declaring Section 40 of the Children's Act as unconstitutional and invalid, founding that it discriminates on the basis of marital status and sexual orientation. And just maybe then a last theme to explore here, Mpomlelo, uh, is, is the idea of selective discrimination, right? Our constitution is quite clear. You may not discriminate on the basis of sex, on the basis of gender, on the basis of class, race, and all these sort of arbitrary factors, right? Yet there are still parts of our law that does do so, right? Um, and while the uh, this discrimination is not... Um, blanket, it, there is certain discrepancies. Does this judgment bring into question to what extent we uh, hold on to certain subsects of discrimination? For instance, if you look at uh, the uh, pertaining to parental rights as well, if you look at what the Labor, Labor Act says around, uh, the Employment Act, by the way, says around uh, parental uh, uh, leave during times of pregnancies or just having given birth, right? Maternity mm. leave is longer than pat- uh, paternity leave. I think paternity leave is up to, what, 20 working days. I may be incorrect about this altogether. And maternity leave can be in law something up to like six weeks or so. Uh, that is still a form of discrimination and an arbitrary factor, right? And there are still other parts of our law that I can point to where, where men and women or married and unmarried couples 
access certain rights differently. Does this bring into question uh, overall how the constitutional uh, constitu- how the constitutional framework of this country views discrimination on arbitrary factors? It, it, it definitely does, and the one thing which causes that is this this piecemeal approach in terms of the amendment of the the, the the definitions that are there, or they say the conventional definitions that you've had, and the new definitions which are then accommodative of any sexual orientation that is there. Now, one may then come back and say, but you do have Section 36 which still the, with the limitation of rights and how those particular processes or the rights, rights powers are supposed to be limited. And that's the formula which can be utilized. But before that particular process actually takes place, the arbitrary um, re- results of those legislation, as you have stated now, is already felt much, 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 much earlier. And there's nothing, there's no recourse that an individual that may have, for example, within the labor laws, of saying that, but I want to, to be treated in the same manner in which um, my female counterpart is, is supposed to be treated. And if you're going to include the definition of heteros- of non-sexual couples within the definition of the Children's Act, then it, it, it then means you must then be able to be accommodative within the Labor Relations Act when it comes to the type of leave or maternity yeah. leave that must be afforded to, 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 to all partners. So it's the exercise which I was talking about earlier of saying that for the Department of... of, of um, of justice and constitutional development because many of this legislation would rest with them. Now, it is up to them to then say, whenever judgment has been issued, let's just do a find and change all type of of, of, of analysis when it comes to this uh, uh, legislation and check how many of them should we then take them to, to parliament, to the legislature, so that they're able to be amended, so that we, we, we speak with one voice and you do not need to go to court on an individual basis when you need to change this piece of legislation so that they are aligned. For for example, now, you've just highlighted maybe two or three pieces of legislation yeah. that this one amendment that has taken place today would also need to be changed in order to, to accommodate the, the, the new definition that is there. So it's definitely something in which I think the department should take into consideration. If not, then the legislature, the drafter, or, and the custodian of all legislation to make sure that they don't have to make us suffer as members of the public so that yeah. whenever amendments are changed, it's after they're going to court and we've paid a lot of money in order to, to be able to enjoy the, uh, the, the, the amendments. Yeah. Let's have a listen at these WhatsApp voice notes that's come through on our WhatsApp line on this conversation. Hi, Oliver. It's Dumzi from Cape Town. I would like to ask, uh, is there a, a study or an example of a person who is now an, a grown-up who was a result of the test tube uh, or artificial insemination, how they have grown, have we observed their lifestyle or their social behaviors, how does that affect the child? Because uh, could this be still at experimental stage? Uh, and now we are coming with the laws that will legitimize or please uh, help. 
Uh, I mean, the science is quite clear. Uh, children born through artificial insemination are biologically sound as any other child who are born through, um, uh, conceived through sexual uh, engagement. There's no difference in behavior that's notable. Uh, they're uh, sensitive to all the same social constructs that every human being is. Uh, there's absolutely nothing, you know, significantly noteworthy in terms of differences between children born through artificial insemination and not. Hi, Oliver Dixon. It's Tion Captain. Oliver, this constitutional court judgment or with lesbian and other things, the, 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 the right for the children, it's going to change everything now about the family. So now my question is like, anything that lesbian and gay people want, everything must be changed just because of them. You know, that is, I think that we're going wrong. As African people, we're going very, very wrong. We can't make everything to accommodate gay people. No, we can't do that. Okay. They chose this life. They didn't choose to have kids. So if they want to have to have to adopt kids or to have a kid, we can't change the law because of them. You know, that is so wrong. Turn Cape Town. No, that's absolutely balderdash. Absolutely balderdash. The idea that gay people and lesbian people are trying to change everything to accommodate them. No, these are absolute deficiencies in our law. That's it. The law doesn't prevent gay and lesbian people from having children, or anybody, by the way. Artificial insemination is not the exclusive preserve of uh, same-sex couples. It's not. In fact, many, many, many uh, uh, couples who are heterosexual couples make use of artificial insemination, especially uh, where there is one or both of the uh, uh, parents involved here are infertile. This is why this technology exists. This is why medical science has developed to this extent. The law just simply says that if there's an unmarried couple, that the parental rights, whether they're lesbian, gay or not, that the parental rights that are bestowed upon the parents should be equal to both partners, not just the birth giver. That's, that's simply all that this amendment says. That's where the conversation started. And perhaps that context is most important. Do you have a comment on that, Mpumlelo? Yeah, definitely. Then the other question should be, why shouldn't they be protected um, in the same manner in which heterosexual couples are protected? So the, the, this is the equal protection which is being referred to by our constitution. So the, that's, the, that's the first level of the, the first principle that you have to go by. Then the second principle then, this then says, um, these proposed amendments are still going to go through the legislative changes. So the, the members of the public will have a say as to what is it that should be written in those particular laws. So if you feel so strongly about that, even though in principle you, 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 you are wrong, then you still have an, another opportunity of raising the differences that are there. I always say this, in any, any piece of legislation which does not have a direct impact or does not bother you, I think there's no need for you to oppose it because it has no bearing or interest in the manner in which you live your life. Whatever principles that you would like to live by or maybe would like to impose upon your children is completely up to you. And there's... Um, there's, there's, there's no obligation on you to then prevent any other act which is there, uh, which is going to be contrary to what you believe in. Yeah. Let, let, let other people have the same equal protection to the law as which is being afforded to you. Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight.